0: Welcome to the Skaterboy Podcast. This is Taylor. Uh, third episode by myself. Um, I usually don't do this. Usually, you know, I'm. I bring a pretty light subject to the table. Um, granted, this isn't deeper or, or like uh, controversial or anything, but uh, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of. the... Uh, guys, that one of the guys that gives me inspiration. Um, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of thinking, and a lot of uh, you know inner me thinking, thinking about my life and what I need to do to become a better individual for my for myself and you know for the people around me and everything. And, uh this guy comes to mind every time I think about trying to do something that out of my comfort zone or something that's, um, not painful, but uncomfortable to do. And, um, sometimes painful, sometimes painful, especially with this guy's, um, credentials. So the, the man I'm, I'm talking about, his name is David Goggins. He's, uh, um, currently he's, um, I don't know if he's doing any, any marathons now, but he's a he's a runner. He's an ultra marathon runner, running you know plus 100 miles um, in, at one time. And um, he's a retired U.S. Navy SEAL, um, and uh, also was uh, in the Air Force as a um, a tactical air control party member. The uh, serve, served served. you know, in the military for about 20 years. I think a little over 20 years. And um, his whole motto is to suffer. And I know that that makes a few people cringe. And uh, and not in in a way that's like, People don't want to do it. People don't want suffering. No one wants suffering. But his philosophy is that's bullshit. You need suffering to harden your mind. Embracing the suck. Making everything that you don't want to do a priority. To harden your mind, to challenge yourself, and to push yourself. To be able to do what you want to do without your brain tricking you into making it okay that you don't. You know, if you're going to advance in life at all, you need to take a risk. There are smart ways and dumb ways to do that. But risk is always involved if you're going to advance anywhere in your life, no matter in what department. Could be, you know, at work. You know, if you want to Get that promotion. You're gonna either a work hard as fuck and embrace that suck of working your ass off until you finally get recognized by your boss, or standing up to your boss, making yourself known in a way that's different and makes you stand out in, front, in stand out in your you know in the pool of employees that your boss sees. Um, so that's that's his philosophy and we'll get into more of that but I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him first. So at the age of 18, I believe 18 I don't have the exact statistics but right after he got out of high school he enlisted in the Air Force and you know went through the training and was an Air Force tactical uh, air control, party member is what they called it. I'm not sure exactly what they do, but they, they support special operations and they're definitely combat ready. Um, and uh, they're really, they're really, really tough. They're badass, but he quit. He couldn't hack it. He left the military, and went back home. Now let's talk about home for him. Home was awful. When people talk about how bad they've had it at home, um, he was—he uh, was definitely closer to the bottom. Closer to the bottom. He, you know, from—he wasn't allowed to go to school very often because his dad was a tyrannical, you know, abusive person just to everyone around him. He was a real gangster and I don't, and I don't mean gangster in the sense of, you know, in, in the, the cool way where he would, you know, do what he needed to get done and, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he was, a, you know, he was abusive. He, you know, beat the fuck out of David Goggins when he was young and, you know, beat his mom and, you know, wouldn't let him go to school, and you know, ran prostitution and owned bars and was a, you know just a dirty guy. And you know that was his role model growing up. David Goggins' role model. And um, you know, he had no education. He wasn't smart. He wasn't talented. But he was driven. I know that I know. When he talks about it, he talks about how he was very insecure as a as a kid, and I think he wasn't as insecure as a lot of people think. I think he was a little he was he was pretty insecure, I think, but he would still do what he needed to do if he knew it was right, you know. Uh, and he was still like you know committed. I want to say, you know, because I'm. I'm I think after he came back from the Air Force, he um, he wanted to be a... a he tried try out for football, I think. I, I read that somewhere. I don't know where it was from. But then he was on the, the Colts roster and was cut very, like, super short. So... But he wasn't a, a super talented guy in anything specific. He was just really, you know, consistent and, and resistant to, you know... And, uh... Yeah. When he came back from the Air Force He uh, he gained a lot of weight. A lot of weight. I think he's about six one, six two something. He's a he's a taller guy, but he's not, you know, a a giant. And you know, he weighed like two hundred and eighty pounds, which was pretty big. You know, he was he was fat. He was he was fat. He hated his job. He worked at a, a place, you know, spraying for bugs and rodents and stuff, restaurants and, and, you know, grocery stores, things like that. And uh, he hated it. He hated it. He hated, you know, cockroaches and rodents and the things alike. And, you know, he was scared of everything, scared of everything. He didn't want to do nothing. He ran away from all of his problems, including the military and then um, I guess one day he was you know, watching TV, doing his thing, just hanging out at home, and he saw a documentary on TV of um, some guys going through SEAL training and uh, was inspired to make a move. So he didn't like where his life was headed, and he wanted to become something of himself. So he went down to the, you know, the Navy recruiting office and uh, tried to become a Navy SEAL. And before I, I get into that, he was terrified of the water. He was absolutely terrified of the water. And um, so he, he just thought, well, let's get over that fear, right? That was his mentality, I think. And when he did that, um, they laughed at him basically they were told like what you need to lose 80 pounds in three months to qualify to to even get in to the training and we don't even know if you're smart enough so so he went home you know poor me and uh went back to his job or whatever and then uh You know he had a bad day at work, like a real bad day, and uh, he quit. He quit his job and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this." And he started working his fucking ass off, and lost the weight in three months. He lost eighty pounds in in less than three months. He became obsessed with this idea that he could do anything he wanted if he put his mind to it and it sounds like a cliche but he he just wanted to make something of himself because he hated himself and I think we can kind of relate to that a lot of us you know a lot of people don't like what they don't like what they see in the mirror but do they do anything to change it usually no but in this case, David Goggins did created an alternate ego for himself that could take anything you threw at him and be fine. Just do it, you know. My extend an olive branch, kind of, or just branch out. A little bit, you know that that Nike slogan, "Just Do It." You know that Shia LaBeouf. You know, I mean that's it's true. It's true. There you can't. There's a reason why it's a fucking slogan, you know. There's a reason why the one of the most successful athletic, you know, sportswear companies slogan is just do it because you just need to do it it doesn't matter if you don't want to it doesn't matter if you think you can't just do it because once you do it you'll figure out A you can do it and two it's going to better your own self and it's and three, it's not gonna be that bad. Once you're on the other side of that turf, there's no stopping you, especially if you're driven. So, with that being said, he did it. And you know, went into the you know, recruitment office. It's like, okay, what now? And they gave him an asbab test, and he failed it miserably. Because he didn't have an education. He, he cheated his way through school. Because he was never there. and He didn't think. He wasn't raised with an education being important. So. He left. Regrouped. Didn't quit. Said fuck this. I'm, I'm doing it. You know him and his family. I think his mom helped him. You know get a tutor. Like an hour a week. And. Started to, uh, and then he, and he studied his ass off. When he did that, he, he passed. He passed. He passed the next time he took it. So there he was going into BUDS. You know, for those who know it's SEAL training, basically, is the, the first initial. I mean, that's what, you know, that's where Hell Week comes from. Speaking of Hell Week... David Goggins went through Hell Week three times in one year. The first time, he—I uh, believe—he had—he he had an injury. I think, I think it was an injury. And then they said, "You got to start over." When he came back, you know, from his injury and healed up, he he had to start back over all the way from day one for SEAL training then I think the second time he tried and uh, and uh, failed it. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. No, first time he tried, failed it. Then the, the second time he got injured and then had to restart. And then the third time he passed. I believe that's the timeline. But anyways, that's besides the point. He went through three full hell weeks one year. And as far as I know, he's the only one to ever do that. Also, fun fact, he was the 36th African-American to become a SEAL. I heard him say that one time. Pretty cool. Not not very many African-American SEALs. Also, another thing, with his race being uh, definitely a factor, he was, uh, you know, he, he, he grew up in... Um, pretty shitty ghetto neighborhood and when his mom finally left his dad uh, they moved into an all white place and I'm pretty sure the racism was really really bad there I mean I know it was but it it was especially bad in in that town so you know I'd I'd imagine that you know he had been you know beat up and you know been called all, all sorts of fucked up shit. You know, ramming those insecurities into his own head. I'm sure that played a major role too. Um, but anyways, so he became a SEAL. He became a SEAL and there he was doing what SEALs do, right? Being a fucking badass. And then after he got out of out of serving in the military uh, partially because of um a few of his you know his uh allies or you know his brothers basically uh were were killed in a uh you know in, in an incident and it, it hit him hard so he looked into a marathon running uh to raise some money for the um Um, well, I can't remember what it's called. I think spe- oh yeah, the Special Operations Warrior um, Foundation. Um, you know, raise money for their families and all sorts of stuff. And uh, before I want to, before I go any further, also, I want to say that this motherfucker was crazy. Well, he was obsessed with doing. The f- craziest shit to inflict on yourself. Not only did he complete that third hell week, a per A man died during that Hell Week. And then after that he requested Ranger School. Not required. Requested it to be miserable for even longer, anyways. So, when he decided that he was going to run his ultra marathon, well, he didn't know what an ultra marathon was, right? He wanted to qualify for the, uh, the think Badwater 135 135 miles. Um, they told him that they could that he didn't qualify because he had never done a race before right? <clears throat> makes sense but they told him that to qualify that he could do this uh, this one thing that they call uh, um, I, I think I think it's a 2400 or something something that I don't know but well, you have to run 100 miles in under 24 hours um and uh what he thought he was getting into was a a race that with like almost relays, like one where you would you know run a few miles then camp out chill and then run another you know a few miles and then stop and then you know chill and then continue, but no he didn't know what ultra marathon running, and for those who don't know uh those motherfuckers will 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 run like. Like Moab two hundred two fifty. Insane. Two hundred and fifty miles. Done in like fourteen hours, fifteen hours, or something crazy. Courtney DeWalter did it last time. I think I'm i I'm way undercutting. I think I I think it might have been like twenty eight or thirty hours. Not not quite sure. I can't look up the stats right now because I don't have... You know, I'm recording using my phone. And um, it it will stop recording. So I don't have all the facts. So forgive me for that. Tried looking them up. Couldn't really find anything. Just from what he heard. Or what he said. Anyways. So he gets to this race. And he starts to run. And he runs 70 miles without... Without really uh, w- w- feeling okay. He had already been a Navy SEAL. He knew what fucking shitty, you know, athletic uh, workouts were like, you know? So I'm sure that 70 miles was something he was familiar with. Granted, it probably sucked. I know it sucked because this man, at 70 miles, he had to stop. He had to stop. And he had sat down in a lawn chair. And, you know, he had, it, it's, it's awful the, what, what he describes, you know, he, he had to get to this porta a he had to use the bathroom and, um, uh, he could barely walk, you know, he, uh, he, he, he was fucking dying, Basically. He was fucking dying. He pushed way too hard. His his brain was not letting him do anything else. I mean, and, and what he explained, I mean, it was horrible conditions. I mean, his, I mean, he, he had, you know, he was pissing blood down his leg. he had shit himself. He had stress fractures like crazy. His shins were, his legs were broken. And you know what he did? He got up and he said, fuck that, I'm finishing. And ran the next 30 fucking miles. And completed it in under 24 hours. That makes you feel fucking lazy, don't it? He was so driven and so determined to finish that fucking race. His, his wife uh, was helping him throughout the whole thing. She was, uh, I think, a registered nurse. She told him that his kidneys were probably shutting down and he needed to get to a hospital ASAP. And he said, fuck that, I'm finishing. What crazy motherfucker does that? That's what fuels him. That question what crazy motherfucker would attempt to do what you're doing right now? He would. It's almost like... There's not even words to describe it. How fucking insane that is. He had to go to the hospital right after he didn't go to the hospital. He had his wife run him a bath. Ice ice water bath. And uh, two weeks later. He ran the Las Vegas Marathon. Completed it. Two weeks later. Hurt 100 and then a few weeks later did the Badwater 135 and this man for about six years did an ultra marathon at least once a month for six years straight come to find out that entire time that he had been a Navy SEAL he had been an Air Force air controlman whatever they're called I can't remember ultra marathon runner running like a fucking madman jumping out of fucking planes he had a hole in his heart the whole time got it fixed still worked out didn't kill himself but he still he still did what he could. And this guy suffered from a lot of different body problems. He wanted to, all he did to fix it was stretch. And it worked. It worked. He never stretched, which was blows my mind. But he didn't stretch. He didn't know. He didn't know how important it was. So when he started stretching He was better. There he was, back at it. Running fucking ultra marathons. His story is insane. There's not really even a word to describe it. How fucking wild it really is. And that's the thing though what makes him special like I mean granted you gotta have some sort of gift to do what he did but considering that most of us are sitting on the couch eating fucking Cheez-Its watching Game of Thrones and are sorry for ourselves because we're stuck in this bullshit job and this stupid fucking world that we live in and all the resentful, bitter fucking hatred you have for the people around you. Just get off the fucking couch, man. Just get off the fucking couch and do something. Stand out. David Goggin's quote right here. Be uncommon amongst common people. That's all there that are around us. Common people. You and me. But what makes you uncommon isn't what you like. Isn't your weird way of excusing your Stupid behavior. That's just the way I am. No, that's bullshit. You're not unique. I'm not unique. Nobody's fucking unique. We're all unique. But we're all the same. especially the ones that live that day-to-day life that most of us are living. There's a reason why it's the majority. Most of us are basic. Most of us are basic. And and when I say most of us, I mean me too. I'm included. I'm not lecturing. I have insecurities myself. I'm insecure about a lot of things. Some that I can't control. Like my height, for example. Or my my interests. Things that I like. My education. My athletic ability. There are so many things I am insecure about. And if you say that there isn't something about yourself that fucking makes it eats at you, you're fucking lying. There's something that you can do to make yourself a better person for yourself and for the people around you. Attack those insecurities. Don't ignore them. I know what I won't I don't want. I don't want somebody coming after coming after this podcast hearing it, saying, oh no, you're fine the way you are. Don't ever say that to yourself. Those things don't matter. You are you because of you. Fuck that. I am me because of me, but I could be a better me. Every fucking day of my life. Don't ignore your insecurities. Don't pretend that your insecurities are there because your brain works differently. Fuck that. We all got them. There's a reason why this "quote-unquote" mental illness problem, and believe me, I know it's a problem, is so rampant amongst common people. You, you know, you meet everybody. Everybody. I would say eight out of ten people that I know say they have a mental illness. I don't think that you have a mental illness, man. I don't think there's a chemical imbalance in your brain. At least that's not malleable. And a lot of people a lot of people say, "Oh, they just don't understand that it's literally all in your your brain and you can't control anything because it's all biology and we don't understand it and there's nothing that we can do. Fuck that. There is something you can do. Your brain is constantly rewiring. Constantly. It never stops. Even after you've fully developed, your brain will still keep rewiring. Of course, there are people with deficiencies. Of course, there are people with lit- like literal problems in their brain that they cannot control. That's not the majority of us. And I'm not, I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to the majority. Take those fucking things that drive you nuts about yourself. Dive in them. Figure that shit out. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not some simple solution to handling when you get depressed or when you feel down or you know, you, you you feel shitty about yourself. That's it's not what I'm saying. It's a fucking journey. Something I think about constantly. Constantly. And I don't know. I, I just don't know how to put it into words, but I feel like I did, I did a good job there. At least trying to. And I know some people will get offended by this, some people will get defensive about it. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it does but who comes up with those fucking reasons it's not your neighbor it's not your doctor it's you everything happens for a reason yeah sure does but the reasons are unique to your life your destiny is on you. There's no set path, there's no right path. But there's a fucking wrong one. And that's sitting there soaking in your insecurities and becoming so just insecure. I mean, you're so turtled in your own life. You know, you're in this shell of a person that you could be. Drives me nuts. Because that voice in my head eats at me. Eats at me. For me to do something. And it keeps getting louder. More wake-up calls. Snap, snap. Snap. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. People say do what generally makes you happy. Genuinely, not generally. Genuinely. I said that weird. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. But do what you hate to do. because all those questions that you have about yourself those doubts those theories those excuses those reasons why you're the way you are those the answers to those questions is in suffering your mind isn't going to let you get there that's the way the brain works your mind is going to blanket you it's going to try to trick you it's going to try to suppress or soften any sort of emotional trauma that you might face don't let it callous your mind Harden your mind. And all of it starts with you getting off the fucking couch going outside. And you're off to the races. That's just the beginning. But that's a step. You want a great life? Make it a great life. There's another man that comes to mind, also a former Navy SEAL. His name is Jocko Willink. He wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. His philosophy is to take ownership of every problem that you have, stop blaming other people for things, even if it wasn't your fucking fault. another man, a psychologist by the name of Jordan Peterson, spoke about him before. They had a conversation together. And he gave a good example. So when you're talking about talking to your kids, you know, when you're growing up, you may have had a a, a tyrannical teacher, someone who was had it out for you. Just didn't like you for some reason. And came down hard on you for no reason at all, other than to come down hard on you. Yeah, that may be true. But, you're not very good at dealing with tyrants. So, how can you be better than dealing with these tyrants? And of course, there's something wrong with the tyrant, right? It's obvious. Self-evident. But how you deal with those problems is what makes you come out on top. You can sit there and suffer in it and just let it happen. Just deal with it. Oh, if this this guy wasn't so egotistical, this guy wasn't so harsh, if this guy wasn't so mean to me, things would be better. Yeah, maybe. But that doesn't mean they have to stay the way they are. Extreme ownership. It was my fault. What can I do to fix it? And fix it. People get so blown away and fascinated and you know negatively and defensive about what I'm talking about. There are plenty of people who do, trust me. Even if you're sitting there and you don't you know some will. Some will. That's fine. But they're exactly what I'm talking about. Don't don't let your dreams be dreams. In other words, what you want to do, you got to figure out how to do it and you can't be suppressed or oppressed by something else in your life and blame that as to the reason why you're not happy. And granted, this may take a while. I'm going through it right now as we speak. My life sucks. I fucking hate my life. But I'm not going to give up hope. I'm not going to say, you know, it's just not, not for me. It's not my fault. I can't make things happen because of other things that are pushing me down. I'm not going to do that. And I've not been doing that. For about six months. Say about six months. Maybe a little less. And very little progression. Very little. But you know what? Fuck that. I'm making progression. That's what's the point. Right? I'm tougher than I was yesterday. And I'm damn sure tougher than I was six months ago. Because six months ago, I was in a hole. I was in my room. I played video games all day. I didn't do anything with my life, I didn't go outside I barely showered I I didn't do anything with my life I watched TV, I let outside influences influence my entire day relied off my my mom and stepdad to take care of me as a fucking fully functional adult you don't think that eats up at me? You don't think being 20 years old living in your mom's house with no job doesn't affect somebody crucially? No. It's it's what you do about those things. And God damn it, I went out and got myself a fucking job. I hate my job. Absolutely hate my job. But you know what? Embrace the suck. Take ownership. Do what you need to do to get your shit done. It's going to suck. Good. Good. That's going to teach me exactly what the fuck, who the fuck I am. I'm starting this podcast. I wouldn't have started my music career. Call it a career. Call it a hobby. I don't give a fuck. Started streaming the video games. Less video games. More social. I didn't talk to anybody for months. Now. I have I have a few friends. I have a few friends. Closer with my family. It's just. I'm making progression. That's what fucking matters. All of this stems from that David Goggins. He inspired the fuck out of me, especially today. I was having a hard day, hard morning. You know, nothing seemed to be going on, going right for me this morning. but I made it through because I kept pushing. Fuck that. I'm not going to get defeated by something on the outside poking at me. You just got to thicken your skin. Because the poking is never going to stop. The prying and the, the spears... That life will throw at you. Will never stop. Ever. But you can change how thick your fucking skin is. And how much you can take that shit. It's a Rocky movie. Can't remember which one. I think it's Creed. The, you know. Famous little speech. You know about a minute and a half probably where he talks, where he's talking to his son and he's talking about life he's talking about how hard life hits and how hard you hit and how no matter how strong you are life is going to hit you just as hard if not harder nothing hits harder than life but it's not about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward and keep getting up And that it can't be further from the truth. There's nothing more important to me than bettering myself. It wasn't like that a few months ago. It is fucking now. I stopped getting in political arguments on Facebook. That's another one. Get the fuck off of Facebook. It's bad for you. Just like the drugs and the alcohol. The constant sex. The constantly overeating the constant spending money when you know you shouldn't the constant self destructive habits that we have in life because we don't know what else to do now I know what to do and it's it could be different for everybody But for me, it's diving into my fears, diving into my anxiety. Not two months ago, I was having panic attacks almost daily, at least three times a week, four times a week, and I'm not including weekends. now I've been out a panic attack in a month still get a little nervous sometimes but that's only the next to go the more and more I dive into that anxiety and what makes me feel the way I feel the more I learn about myself and the more I know what to change and the more I know how to move forward there's nothing that I can't do now The only question is when. When will I get to that that goal? And that's a question you're not going to find out until you get there. So the question doesn't concern me. The answer is what concerns me. And how I find that answer is through my fears, through my insecurities, through my depression, through all of these things that once beat me down. There's just no words to explain how deep my mind has gotten in the last few months. And I'm on the right track, huh? Not self-destructive. I'm not cynical, egotistical. I'm not the way I was. The way I once was. I'm different. But I could still get better. And that's what's driving me right now. The answer to how I can get better is the only thing I think about. And I can apply this to everything I do. My job. I've been working... I came back to my old job. So when I say that, you know, I've been here for, you know, six months. I've been here for two years. I've worked at this, doing this stuff for two years. But I recently came back. And I st- I'm still trying to get better at this fucking job. I don't care. I don't give a fuck if what I'm doing is pointless. Because most of the time, what I'm fucking doing is pointless. I care about how I can do it quicker. I care about how I can do it more efficiently. I care about how I can go through and do something better than the last person before me. And that's not out of competition. That's out of making the whole system work better. The better I am, the better you are. The better you are, the better I am. to continue on that note I'm taking ownership of everything that that comes forward everything that comes to me I'm taking ownership of I don't care if it doesn't even well no if it involves me I'm taking ownership because at the end of the day we're all individuals and, and being an individual in a world full of individuals, we all have to be the best individuals that we can be to make the world a better place. And I'm not saying that out of self righteousness, but almost out of selfishness. Because I want my world to be better, I want my experiences to be better, I want everything that I encounter to be better and I'm doing that by being better myself because if I'm better, then you're better and if you're better, I'm better. I've said this a few times but to get the point across, I'm saying it. And there's evil, evil, evil things out in this world. and and I don't just mean people although that's the source of most of it everything nature is evil it's beautiful but it's evil if if you were to put everything in nature in a person, you'd have a Ted Bundy. Really think about that when I say that. But my understanding of it, if you put nature, see, what is nature? Nature's everything around us. Everything is Product of nature, including us, and the things we create. You say metal isn't natural, where does it come from? And don't argue semantics with me, the point is, is it came from the earth sometime, right? When you, when there's a problem in nature it sorts itself out when there are too many people well no because nature will start reclaiming when there's when there's too much ice a volcano will will erupt you know not in the in that there's a reason, but the earth will take care of itself by, by sheer coincidence, by sheer nature of the way it functions. It will take care of itself. And if that means destroying everything about itself and the things that live on it, then so be it. That's a serial killer if I've ever seen one. Granted, I could explain it better because I didn't quite get the message across that I wanted to, but I hope some can get it. point is, there's evil in this world and sometimes there's no persona behind it. darkness the darkness that is instilled in that evil is very very dark very very dark darker than you can even imagine the things in this world but the light shines brighter and I know that's also a cliche but there's a reason why we have cliches people constant reminder to me how fucked up this planet is I look for it I look for the things that make people come back and and disgust and and cringe and, and and just appalling things I look for that shit Because I know what I gotta do. And I'm not talking about some sort of purge or cleansing. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about make the world better. Just make it better. Because we are that light. It's all it's in, it's in us. But you just gotta find the motivation to do it, and that motivation is in you. Everything that you can do to be a better person or be more productive or anything, it's all inside of you. It's not some outside source that controls your life. There's no fucking Illuminati telling you how you feel. That's you. might be the longest rant that I've ever done, but I'm fucking happy with it. I'm not saying the rant's over either. I like to go off on a tangent and start to talk about things that aren't really pertaining to the situation or the, the topic or subject of discussion and but you get my point right the only thing that we can do is be better for ourselves it's the only thing and how do you do that extreme ownership responsibility for your actions Initiative to get the fuck up in the morning and go do something productive. Suffer. Do the things that you don't want to do. I'll be honest, I didn't want to do this podcast today. I'm tired. I didn't sleep last night. Too hot. Couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep. And I did uh, a few things that I probably shouldn't have. Just like what I was talking about earlier. I went out and I bought stuff that I shouldn't have. And I was out shopping at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning at fucking Walmart instead of taking my ass to fucking sleep. too good, my head hurts, had a long fucking day, I'm a little over it, but fuck it, just do it, embrace that suck, do the things that you know that's going to make you better, I can tell you right now that I'm a better person just by saying all of this shit out loud. All of the things that, that I've explained, I've been thinking about for a long time, but I've never talked about it. I've never opened my mouth about it because who am I going to tell? People who are just as bitter and resentful and miserable in their own fucking life, they're going to look at me and think I'm fucking nuts. Fuck them. I'll just do it on my podcast. Like I said, I didn't want to do this today. I wanted to wait till tomorrow. But tomorrow isn't fucking promised. And there are things that I can do now. So, I decided to do it. And granted, I love this podcast. I want to continue to do it. But I don't give a fuck, rain or shine, tired or sick. I'm going to do it because it's making me a better person. And I do appreciate anybody that listens to this and gets something from it. but I'm going to keep doing this shit. Even if I don't want to. It may run its course, and when it's over, it'll be over. But I'll be damned if I fucking postpone because I'm tired. Fuck that. And most of y'all can relate. you know what's making you a better person? getting up for work every morning not calling in sick because you don't feel like going in telling your friend that you can't make it even though you very much can't make it hey if you don't want to though, don't but be honest with yourself Because that's what we really don't want to do. Be fucking honest with ourselves. Look in the fucking mirror. And say. Why the fuck am I like this? Some of you may say that. Myself included. But. Who really takes action? Who really tries to make a difference in their own life. You know, one person that I know that has really I've seen make made progress. Since I met her, she's always been positive, but you know, you could you can see what's going on. You know, you you can see that she's not comfortable with herself too much. She has some insecurities and she goes through the depression and the anxiety and the, and all the things that, you know, deter us from, you know, going out and doing what we want to do. And she's made tremendous strides. So shout out to her. I mean, I'm not going to say names. You know who you are. You know, and the truth is you probably won't even hear this. The point is, I've seen it happen. Be uncommon amongst common people. She's uncommon for sure. And man, if, if that's not a fucking goal, I don't know what is. gone on that for half or more of the podcast. So let's get into something else. But before, let's summarize. Points. Embrace the suck. Point number one. Point number two. Do the things you don't want to do. Three. Three. Harden your mind. Four, make the world a better place by doing the best that you can do and being the best person you can be. I don't even remember what number. Point is, keep pushing, keep going forward. Don't fucking stop. Become obsessed. what's going on in the world not much same old same old Habib and Dustin Poirier are about to fight that's a good fight you know I think there's there's a few people that could beat Habib one of them's gotta be Poirier right Dustin's you know he's got ground game you know know, he's a a great boxer but he has ground game he has really good where Conor like Conor got fucked up by Habib obviously and he has great takedown defense Conor does great but once he gets on the ground he doesn't know what to do there Dustin on the other hand does know what to do he does know what to do and he has great takedown defense and he's got the hands Dustin Poirier is a he's a dangerous guy for Habib. I feel like cause he's super well rounded and he's a veteran he's seen a lot right? he's been in the game for a while it's gonna be a nasty good exciting fight to watch I can't fucking wait and Habib is just a force that can't be fucked with dude Every person that he has ever fought has been just starched. Just not even, no competition. I mean, he's had a few tough fights, but it was very decisive when he was the fucking winner. Just fucking interesting, man. Man, it's hard to transition from from my whole talk because that's what basically all I've been thinking about lately. Just how pathetic that I am. And don't think this is a poor me thing. Nah. No, no no, no no. Just compared to my potential. I'm, I'm a pathetic human being. Take that with a grain of salt. I don't think I'm a bad person. I don't think, you know. I've always been pretty compassionate. But a lot of the insecurities that I have kind of drives me to be kind of cynical, if you will. Be kind of, you know, I hurt people's feelings. I mean, I have to. I don't have to, but, you know, like, if it's not obvious, like, there's got to be some, you know, that they are, like, it's, it's, like... There has to be somebody out there. Is what I'm saying, and uh, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just these fucking insecurities that I have, and these fears and anxieties that I've I've manifested myself that in turn caused me to do things. That hurt people's feelings. I just can't... You know, I didn't even cancel. I just didn't didn't hang out with somebody that I was supposed to do this weekend. And I feel fucking awful for it. You know? And like, I'll be honest. I knew before the day was over. I did forget. But I did remember. But just... Someone was eating at me that day. I wasn't having a good day. That's how I know that something's there and I have to pick my brain to figure out what it is. That's another thing that I've I've, I've kind of thought about. People think that that people are are naturally good until you corrupt them. I don't think that's true at all. I know people are, nat- are are naturally evil either though It's just a wild world we live in. anything planned for after this. The new Beast Coast album. It's pretty fucking good. I mean, granted, it's been out for like a month or two. I think they dropped it in May, early May. maybe even March, I don't know, it was one of the M's, it's fucking good, man, you you know, they're doing something that's totally different, like, that is, they're taking, you know, a collective of artists, and making a full-length album, you know, that's what they did, you know, you got your underachievers, your pro era, and then the Flatbush Zombies, all grew up in the same area, Came up around the same time and knew each other growing up, all came together as individual artists. You know, the, I mean, Flatbush is, is one collective unit, Underachievers are one collective unit. I mean, Pro Era kind of split off for sure, I think after Steve's died. But, you know, for them to all come together as three different units to be one in it's just amazing I love what they're doing and it's all pretty good music you know it's all great music it's all just great I love to see that shit For sure. And you know what I need to learn more about? I need to learn more about global warming. Because I have a hard time formulating an opinion on global warming. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a denier or anything. I don't it's not like I don't believe in it, it. But it's like how much do humans really cause in global warming? A lot of scientists think, you know, uh, by a pretty crazy amount. And if we don't stop doing what we're doing now, that, you know, there's a tipping point. We just can't get back uh, to, you know, reset or replenish. But, um, and, you know, and I, and I believe them. It's not that I, I deny that. I just don't know to what degree, you know. i like to find some, some studies... Or something maybe I'll do that in the free time and then discuss it on the podcast you know next week or next time I drop one whatever that'll be you know, um, it, it it just kind of baffles me that that you know humans have wrecked this earth they, we really have but you know there are always you know solutions There are always solutions You know, um, who's that one guy Um, I think he's a Russian guy Or, no, no, no no. Uh Fuck, I can't remember his name But, he, you know, he created some device That, um That, you know Like, at a A very fast rate and, And with, like, a ton of efficiency Um you know, gets plastic out of the ocean. Gets you know, waste and garbage and stuff. Which is just fucking awesome. Oh, man, it really bugs me that I can't remember his name. But yeah, no, he's he's doing some cool shit. But you know, I feel like we could save this planet. You know, it's not it's not over. You know, it's it's kinda stupid though because we don't <coughs> we don't have a solution. That's the problem. Is like, no, nobody can really come up with a viable solution to fix climate change. You know, get it, you know, stop, you know, doing what you're doing with, you know, stop throwing garbage on the ground. Stop fucking, you know, you know, recycle. I don't fucking know. You know, obviously, you know, do the things to not create more waste because we definitely don't need that, you know, and, you know, you can think about electric cars or whatever and. You know, not burning fossil fuels. and But, you know, I had heard a good point the other day. Um, was, uh, I mean, what are we going to do without those? Like, I know we got electricity and stuff. But, you know, we, we like tap into solar power. But you, you can't store it. That's the problem. You can't store it. That's the problem with, with solar power. At least, At least we're not good at it yet, right? We're not like super you know, great at it, but, you know, even those, uh, I think, the, the, you know, those Tesla um, shingles, uh, you know, on the, on the top of the house, um, you know, where they would power your house, uh, you know, you would still have to have, like, a backup generator for when you needed to use energy at nighttime because you couldn't store the solar energy you got during the day to last through the night. Yeah, it's like, and, and then you know, you know, it's like okay, well, you can't start using like wood and shit, right, to for burning, you know, or for other stuff, you know, paper and, um, I don't know what the fuck else, um, you use wood for, but I know that um, a big thing in the uh, in the Industrial Revolution was. That um, deforestation had stopped quite a bit at that time because they started burning coal. There's, an, there's another fact that I found out the other day that was uh, kind of blew my mind. There, there are more trees in the northern hemisphere right now than there ever has been. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure. At least since we've been recording, right? Which is fucking wild, isn't it? But it's because we, you know, wood has become less necessary. Because we've had all these other things. I think we just need to take the next step, right? Because, you know, considering... Yeah, there's a lot of deforestation for, like, you know, housing and stuff. Which is still, I think, is a big problem. But there's also... Uh, but you know, I, I don't think that we're, we're not killing too many trees. Granted, there needs to be spot there needs to be a slowdown on the on the deforestation for sure. Um, but you know, I think you know, just like with that, with with them not having to do that anymore because of the fossil fuels, I think we we just need to take the next step, man. But the problem is, is what's the next step? That's the thing. You know, it's people a lot fucking smarter than me are working on it. But you know, it's cool for me to think about it, even if you know what I'm thinking is wrong. Because it's, it's very possible that it could be wrong with a lot of the things that I think, which is totally fine. You know, like, you know, I don't feel like what I'm saying should be implemented in a law or anything. It's just my opinion and uh, the conclusion I came up with, and it, and it could change. But there's just I just don't see any other energy source, you know. I mean, there's like the geothermal energy, which is um, which is massive, isn't it? It's I've heard geothermal is like there's a lot of it, and it's easy to uh, tap into because it's just it's from the earth. But it's like you know I think it's something that have to do with the magma underneath the the tectonic plates. But some not not that we would have to dig down there, of course, but like um, there's some somehow like it you know the energy we can tap into from the surface or something. I don't know how it works exactly. I, it's been since high school since I've heard about it, or since I've heard about how it works, but I mean, you know, and then nobody wants to do nuclear energy because of you know Chernobyl and nuclear missiles and a bunch of crazy shit. Which I think is fucking stupid, by the way. Why not? That That's like one of the most efficient fucking ways to, uh, for energy. Nuclear energy. We can make it more efficient and less cause to the environment. But, like, like. Nu- nuclear waste isn't really a thing. I mean, unless you're, you're responsible with it. And that's the problem, also, is, like, uh, con- like companies, they'll try to take shortcuts. But, and, and that's how, you know, you come up with a, a lot of the bullshit that's in the, in the you know, in the oceans and the the fossil fuels. It's just, you know, a lot of the time it's the consumer, but it's also the, you know, the supplier, too. Because they're going to cut as many corners as they can to get the most for the cheapest, you know. And that sucks because, you know... I'm actually super pro capitalism, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, especially amongst my age group. Um, but I don't think I don't think there's a better version. At least right now, you know. Now I'm not saying that they like like our system's super good or or that uh we're um uh. Or that we can't do better, but I definitely feel like capitalism is the way to go for now. I mean, it's it's pretty damn you know straightforward. You know, it's not capitalism's fault that the stock market is a fucking disaster. You know, capitalism's the idea of you know offering something for a service or goods and exchanging it for something valuable that you have. Granted, I don't think it should be money. I think something else should should be a, a deal, right? Because, uh, you know, just the money system that we have is all fucked up and crazy. You know, I feel like like if it wasn't monetary and it was uh, something else, you know, maybe, maybe it would work better, more efficiently and more uh, honestly. But... You know, I mean, it's it's better than a lot of other things. It's it's straightforward, and you get to control it. You get to control what you spend. I mean, there are things that you have to spend that are you know like your housing and your bills, but but the, those bills necessary to live. You can still pick and choose which way to go with it. You know, you can choose which house you live in, and and you know as long as it's in your price range. You can choose where you want to go for the most part. You know, you can choose what color you know you can choose whatever the fuck you want basically and it just come, boils down to if you have a service or good that is just as valuable to trade with and you know and with something most of that being money. you know the American dream the and the American dream is very much alive today. Very much alive, but it's not necessarily the American dream anymore. You know, it's everyone. It, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, some places you do, of course. Not everyone is is okay, but but still, they're. You know. know it's just all the crazy shit that they added into this capitalist structure that we have that is making it fucked up I don't think it's capitalism's fault one thing I figured out um Throughout my time, is or you know, studying this shit. So I've kind of realized that it's it's not. I mean, it's what you make it. It's like, oh, you're 18. You just graduated high school. You can't get a job, and you got bills to pay. That sucks. What can you do to change that? And it's cool because in a capitalist society, you can. You know, it may take a while, but you can. It's better than me to commun- communism or socialism. I wish I got some questions for this podcast I might end it a little short today just because I don't, I didn't prepare didn't get the right material hopefully uh, next podcast that comes out I'll have another guest on I really liked the the podcast with Casey that was fun it was fun Who would you guys want to see? Whether there be a you know, an artist that, you know, you know I'm associated with or a friend or Running on, we're running out of thoughts here. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call it a day. I'm going to call it a podcast. It was a good one. I went through a lot of things that were in the back of my head that were bothering me, that I was thinking about obsessively. But either way. Everybody, go out and do what you need to do. Go out and take the lead on your own life. Get a grip. Take the first couple steps. The next steps will become easier. So... I guess that's it. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully next time I'll have a more structured input so it's not just me rambling about suffering for an hour and a half. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in to the skateboard Podcast. This is Taylor signing off. If uh, you liked what you heard, um, there's episodes two and one ready for you whenever you want on Spotify and Anchor. uh, If you'd like to get at me via Instagram, Raider underscore Pan R-A-I-D-E-R underscore P-A-N-A-X. That's where you'll find me. My music, you can go to... My music is only on SoundCloud for the moment. I'm working on how to get it into YouTube. Don't know how yet, but I'm working on it. But my SoundCloud link, you can just go to www.soundcloud.com slash T You'll find all my stuff there. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate all of you.